1: of my brand new book 120 Minutes to Live Big Don't settle for mediocrity Live big Let's get started by visiting canilivebig.com And let's visit it today That's canilivebig.com
2: You were made to think big
1: Do big Live big but tomorrow can be bigger yeah. Just grow the world Live a life bigger than yourself You're created for greatness Live a life
2: bigger than yourself live, live. Hello, welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We are so glad that you joined us today. We believe that the truth of God's Word will empower you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. As always, you can get this message and more at GraceChurchVA.org. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message.
1: The message today is is, is not going to be the most exciting message. I don't think it's going to be the most attractive message. But I do believe that as we dig in, we're going to do some learning. How many of you think that might be a good idea? Okay. How many of you, were, when you were kids, you didn't like broccoli and spinach? Yeah. How yeah. I many of you are like me, you get the napkin and, oh, I want to wipe my face. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it's something about having a little more experience under your belt that over time, some of those things you hate actually become a pleasure and a joy. And I think some of the truths we're going to look at today are, are kind of that way and, um, uh, I understand there was some traffic out there and lots of challenges getting here, so you might feel a little bit muted, And but I, I really believe that uh, we're going to get some powerful things uh, from the Word, and uh, let, me, let me pray for you. We're going to dig in. Father, open eyes right now. Cause us to see, Lord, what we would not see, Lord, if we did not come uh, to church this morning. We give you all the honor for what you're so We all say, Amen. All right. Well, here's, here's the background. Paul has been arguing, if you will, with people for for whole chapters. Some people didn't feel Paul was spiritual enough. Some folks didn't even believe he was Jewish enough. And and there was, there was all types of debates about this man, Paul. And Paul is here dealing with some of the challenges. And actually, he's taking them one by one and dealing with the reservations that people had about him. And he said in verse Chapter 2, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. Now, that's kind of strange language, but the short of it is, again, the critics have been, been boasting about their ethnicity. They felt they were more Jewish than, than Paul because they still kept the law and, and the Sabbath days and, and the new moons and all the rest. Also, they, they frequently boasted about their spiritual experiences. But there's something Paul that knew that perhaps maybe we, we, we have to learn, but arguing with a fool only means that there's two. So in these verses, Paul cared enough to try to reach down and, and, and reach them where they are, but, but somehow do it without getting down on, on their level. And it's, it's important not to let people's compliments get to your head, but at, at, at the same time, it's important not to let their criticism get to your heart. And even though there were criticism, you see a whole lot of restraint, you see a whole lot of care in the way that Paul responds to his critics here. And then he, he gets real, real affirmative, if you will. He says, listen, guys, I, I know you guys have seen some things and, and you feel like you're super saints, but I too will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Now. His opponents loved to brag about their spiritual experiences, but when push came to shove, they really didn't compare to, to the Apostles Paul. And, and he was reluctant, you know, to get into a competition with these guys, you know, about who was more, more spiritual. Why? Because Jesus taught us to judge a, a tree by its fruit, not by the experience or the color of its leaves. Frankly, you know, when I get an orange to eat, I don't care what color the leaves were. I frankly don't care what color the bark was. All I want to know is that the orange is sweet. And Jesus said, don't get caught up in all the externals and the waving and the moving and all the rest. The bottom line is the fruit. So Paul here Actually, you're gonna. he does something strange. He refuses to identify himself by name. Watch this. He says, I know a man. He's speaking of himself. Everyone knows that he's speaking of himself. I know a man in Christ. And he does this to, to, to show his critics the type of humility that we ought to have about our experiences with God. You see, our spirituality is never designed to make us superior to another person, only to become more superior to our former selves. That's the only goal, and you may have many visions, many dreams, but, but it's really the life you live because of them, that, that God measures us by and that, that really matter. I honor. How many of y'all feel just a little muted in this room? Give me just one hallelujah. Amen. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to shake that off. Whatever that is, we're going to just shake it off, and're we, going to We're going we're gonna to do fine. He says, "I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, Paul knew the date as well as the, con- as well as the content of, of the, this vision. And, and somehow God transported him to, to the next dimension. But the reality was, Paul wasn't sure if, if literally his physical body went into heaven, or it was just some type of spiritual thing that, that happened. So he says this, whether in the body, I do not know, or whether out of the body, I do not know. Watch this. God knows. You see, God showed Paul some things, but he didn't show him everything. And you got to understand that Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord, but the revealed things belong to our, 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 our children forever. So what, what that verse is saying is God wants certain things to be crystal clear to us. The things that he has revealed, the things that he said, he wants absolutely to be clear. But also we have to learn to to be at peace with, with, with things that we're really not going to understand until we get to the other side. I don't care how smart you are or how well you know this book. There are going to be some things in life that remain a mystery. And Paul, again, as anointed and as brilliant as he was, he didn't feel that he had to understand it all. He said, you know what, something happened to me, and I can't even tell you. Uh, all all the details of it then he went went on he said such a one i want you to notice tremendous modesty a whole lot of caution here he's not naming himself um and he doesn't want to give himself any credit for this event because he recognizes that anything god would have ever done for him is, is absolutely uh by grace such a one was caught up to the what third heaven now in the bible the first heaven is a celestial heaven that's where the the birds fly and, and the airplanes fly and, and the clouds and the rest that that's the celestial heaven the second heaven in the jewish mind was the uh uh terrestrial heaven remember et those of you real old like me um, the movie extraterrestrial that means you know from, from a from a planet out of space you know the moon stars you know uh, uh galaxies etc so we, we see there's two heavens but paul was being specific here he said he was caught up to the what third heaven. And the third heaven, according to scripture, is the place that God lives. And he continues to see, he said, and I know such a man. So for a moment, God freed him from his normal fleshly limitations. For just a moment, God introduced him to his, what we might call today his best self or his spirit man. And he got a glimpse of God and his future. And then he goes on. He repeats. And again, when the Bible repeats, it's trying to be emphatic. Whether in the body, out of the body, I I, I do not know. I cannot explain all the details. And what I just want to say to you, it's okay if you don't have everything about God figured out. Unless your first name is spelled G-O-D, you're not obligated to know everything. All you got to do is trust the one who does. That's all God wants you to do. It says he was caught up into paradise now this place called heaven the third heaven he called paradise why is heaven paradise because heaven is the only place in the universe right now after the fall where there's a one-to-one relationship between god's desire for us and our experiences you see in heaven there's no devil remember the devil started acting up god just kicked him out no big deal there's, there's no sin. There's 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 no uh, uh, there's no people messing up. There's no no bad weather. There's nothing to confuse us. Nothing to limit us. Nothing to block us from perfect communion with the very best God has for us. You know, the longer I walk with God, the more I, I realize this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. We we are just travelers down here, and. and And it would do you some good to realize this. Because, you know, it's funny. When I was 18, I tried to hold on to 18, but 19 came. (laughs) 29, I was trying to hold on to my my 20s, but 30 came. And then the furthest I reached is my 40s. (laughs) Okay, I got to speak the truth. The point is, life is moving, it's going, and... We're traveling. And, you know, my hometown looks different than it did when I was there. The old house I used to live in, I can't even, you know, I'm like, wow, we live there, you know? And and things are changing, and we are journeymen and women. We are on a journey. And this is really not our home. We are on our train to the other side. We are on that ship trying to get to the other shore. This is really not our place right now of landing. And he went on and said, and heard inexpressible words. Now, what Paul is saying is that he heard some things that we don't even have vocabulary to explain. There was nothing in the Greek, nothing in the Hebrew that could explain what he was dealing with i mean even in the bible when it talks about heaven it talks about an animal some type of creature up there that has a face like a man a face like a lion a face like an ox and and, and i mean what type of creature then you got wheels inside wheels how do you explain stuff like that and, and and the reality is it just was not vocabulary to explain all that happened in his vision then he went on and said which it's not lawful for a man to even utter. Now, here's the deal. If God showed us everything that we could know about heaven, all of God's children would constantly be trying to get out of here. All of us would be living with a death wish. We'd be constantly, you know, crashing to God. Oops, I didn't mean it, God, but, but you know, we really were just trying to make it in. Oh, we'd be looking out a window, you know, Oh, my bad. I'm sorry, God, I fell out. Oops, I didn't mean to make it up here. But, you know, if he really told us everything about heaven, you see, and it's only because we don't know enough about heaven that we're afraid of death. And Paul is, again, he's speaking, and he didn't want to brag about it, so he's kind of doing it in the second and third person. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not what? Boast. And what he's saying is, listen, I, I have a whole lot to brag about, but I don't want to trivialize these experiences with the Lord by demeaning them and, and, and using it as a kind of one-upmanship type of, type of deal. You see, we got to learn to receive what God gives us quietly and then let your success make all the noise. Let, let, let the life you live make all the noise. You see, pride is always the longest distance between two people. It's the longest distance between us and God. And it's often a journey within. And Paul didn't, Paul, Paul didn't want to start putting distance between people. When people put him on a pedestal. People started thinking that he was some super saint and, and, and all the rest. So he said he didn't want to go into to, to all that. And in a moment, we're going to read. He said, really, all, all I want you to do is assess me based on what you see of me and hear of me. So let, let's keep reading. He said, "For though I might actually I think I skipped a little bit did I not okay for though I might desire to what boast I think I did yet of myself I will not boast except in my what infirmity Paul was gently saying there are no big eyes and and,
3: and little use a life of influence isn't achieved overnight it is built through the consistent application of wisdom and hard work Dr. Derek Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big, provides you with 120 bite-sized nuggets of insight on practical topics such as marriage and finances, as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. It will ask you penetrating questions to help you reflect and apply what you've learned. This book will stimulate self-examination and provide fuel for personal transformation. The best thing about it Dr. Greer is offering this book to you absolutely free. That's right, a free copy of 120 Minutes to Live Big, mailed to you as a gift. However, that's not all. You will also get 30 days access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab, a program designed to help you grow from good to great, from mediocre to extraordinary. It's our prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything God wants you to be. So, if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is for you. Claim your free book and get free 30-day access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab. Simply visit dgmfree.com.
2: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. Find out more about Dr. Greer, Grace Church, and today's teaching at gracechurchva.org. Let's get back to today's teaching. The
1: more we see of God, the less impressed we become with ourselves. No, you don't get it. See, I, thought, I used to think I was hard until I saw Jesus forgive folks from the cross. I, I, I used to think that, uh, you know, that, that I was strong until I saw Jesus stand before Pilate and not open his mouth, he could have called a legion of angels but instead of opening his mouth he was shut while he was on the cross he stayed there and hung there for hours people mocked him scorned him you know what happened talk about strength I used to think I was smart until I I read some things Jesus said and at first all I get is maybe a, a few of the words And then it took me years to only begin to understand maybe the first layer of what Jesus had to say. And what I discovered is the more I see of God, the more I know of God, the less impressed I am with myself. And Paul is saying here that, listen, guys, if I take pride in anything, it's going to be in my And I know this sounds weird to us. It's going to grate against our culture. It's going to be in my weakness. And when he speaks of his weakness, he's really speaking of his creatureliness. And what he's saying is, listen, it's my creatureliness that actually forced me to rely on God in the first place. See, human beings are weird. In spite of the message God sends us every day, that we are needy people. Now, I know you might say, I don't need nobody. But the devil's a liar, you lying to yourself. <laughs> because human beings are independent, as self-made as you think you are. You can't go over a month without eating food. You can't even go three days without some water. You can't even go two minutes Without God's heir. But somehow you are independent, self made, I don't need nothing and nobody. Individual. Only God is self sufficient. Only God in Himself needed nobody and everything He created was an act of mercy and kindness. But you and I, on the other hand, we are creatures. But strangely, we're this this odd type of creature. How many of you have ironing boards at home? Yeah, okay, good. (laughs) You know, I've had ironing boards in my house since I was a kid. And I never felt or, or watched or saw my iron start feeling that he was less than a machine because he needed to be plugged in. I never saw an iron complaining, why is it I need electricity to work? (laughs) An iron recognizes that in order to be successful, it has to be plugged in. It's only human beings that forget the fact. In order for us to be successful, we got to get plugged in. So every day God's teaching us, hey, guys, you're creatures. You're not God. You're not God. You're not God. You're a creature. You're a creature. Eat. Get thirsty. Hungry. Creature. 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 Just like our body needs food and things of this earth to survive. Likewise, the immaterial and spiritual part that God has placed in us needs God to survive. And until our insides plug into God, we will never function. We will never fulfill our purpose. Here's the deal Iron will help a little bit, even if it's hot. And you can, I've I've ironed shirts and stuff, power was out, and and it helped just a little bit. almost got a hole in the shirt, but it helped a little bit. But it was amazing when I plugged that thing in, how that thing began to work. And in your life right now, you're getting some things done. There's some level, but it's hard work. It's taking everything in you, but let me tell you, when you plug that doggone thing in to your source, it begins to work in a new, fresh way. He said, for though I might desire to boast, I'll not be a fool, for I speak the truth. Basically, he was saying, listen, if I wanted to brag about things, you know, like my critics, or unlike my critics better, I wouldn't have to exaggerate because Paul had some real things that happened in his life. But he said, listen, I don't go there, I, I, I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above, watch this, what he sees of me or what he hears from me. You see, my spirituality is not based on my mysterious experiences, but on how much I can become and live like Jesus. In verse seven is where we see a little bit of a pivot, and this is the place we're going to focus. Are you still with me? He says, and he starts telling his personal narrative. Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given me. Now, traditionally, we say that that what, what, what this is about is God allowed this thorn to humble Paul. I do think there's some truth in that. But I also believe something else was going on because God has the capacity to do more than one thing at at one time. Now, theories abound about what this thorn was. Some people say that he had an eye problem. But my Bible says that after he was knocked off the horse and, and, and he could no longer see, Ananias laid his hands on him and healed his eyes. Others say that Paul's wife did not convert. He was a Pharisee, and Pharisees, uh, by definition, had to be married. And uh, so uh, either his, his, his wife died, or when he became a Christian, she left him. So, uh, you know, and by the way, you know, just because you're a godly man doesn't mean everything's always going to be right, a woman, right in your marriage.
2: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia, for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have, but until next time, remember you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
3: Based on your individual results, this tool will identify the barriers keeping you from moving forward. Once you complete this free assessment, you'll be able to claim free a copy of Dr. Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. To get started, visit CanILiveBig.com today.